0: When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Rain, sleet, snow, mud, and ice can be a mess, and it's not very fun to clean up or try to walk on. And it's not easy taking care of animals outside in that cold, especially here in Wisconsin. Some horses do well on their own with a little extra hair, food, and shelter, while others may not. I'm Charity Seebecker with the Midwest Farm Report, and Dr. Howard Ketover, veterinarian at Iron Gate Equine Clinic, says there's several things to take into consideration when it comes to caring for your horses in the winter, and that includes even giving them toys so they don't get bored
1: one of the most important things that we need to do is, is is start with that holistic approach and look at everything we do in the management side of things. Uh, oftentimes, we actually run into more problems earlier on in the winter when people don't remember to put heaters into their waters to offer uh, a better temperature water, I think, is the most common time we'll start to see problems. So I think once we get into the deeper part of winter, uh, a lot of people are prepared and ready to to manage their horses pretty effectively. Big thing is having some sort of, of water uh, access to clean, uh, fresh, warmed water. Uh, most horses are going to drink best when that water temperature is between 85 and 65 degrees. So as long as we have some sort of heated uh, source of water for them, really critical and important. We know water consumption goes down dramatically, and we can run into some of those other medical problems when we miss that. The next thing is providing enough access to hay forage uh, for them. Uh, Sometimes people say, oh, it's cold out, I'm going to add more grain. In reality, what we want to do is add more hay, because the the horses eating that hay, the the microbes in the horse's gut will actually digest that forage and make heat from fermentation. And that's the best way to keep them warm. So having constant access to a good quality forage, access to water, and then trying to create some way to get them out of the weather. Giving them a windbreak, getting them into a barn, getting them into a three sided shed, doing something for them to to be able to get out of those elements and stay dry. And then the last thing is probably thinking about the footing. Uh, You know, lately in Wisconsin, we've had less good snow and we've had a lot more freezing rain and ice problems. Uh, And we've been seeing more and more issues with uh, horses having trouble with the footing that they're out on, unable to to stand up, getting down, problems like that, where we sometimes then have to come in and provide more technical support in lifting or moving a a down horse uh, just because the footing's. Not very good.
0: How does cold weather impact a horse's hoof care routine? Are there any additional measures that owners should take or be aware of?
1: We definitely see up here in the upper Midwest that it seems like the hoof grows slower uh, in the wintertime. Uh, So maybe we can stretch out some of that shoeing or trimming interval. But I think it's important to still stick with that. Uh, And then I also think I I see a lot of times we'll see people say, Well, I'm going to go ahead and take my horse out of shoes in the winter and let the foot rest. I think that's an important thing to be thinking about. But also, we don't want to take those horses out of shoes just as the ground freezes because they're going to be pretty painful and going to be pretty sore. So making sure your farrier knows that that's going to happen and understand that they're going to make that transition so they can plan accordingly with you. I think the other thing we need to be thinking about is, especially as we get later into our year and we start to see some more of that intermittent snowing, we'll see some more problems with snowball production, where that snow will just build up in the bottom of the shoe or the bottom of the, the foot and can make it more like a, a round ball. So, understanding that that can happen, again, with our farriers, they can come in and manage that with different types of snow pads to help pop that, that snow out of there and keep that from happening to the shod horse. And then there's lots of techniques out there for unshod horses, sometimes just getting them off that ground. and shipping that out. Uh, I've seen some people use different cooking sprays or other things to sort of lubricate the bottom of the foot and keep it from happening quite as much. Uh, but just understanding that that can happen and paying attention and, and being able to get out there and get that snowball out of there before we run into a musculoskeletal problem, a joint issue or something like that, a little higher up in the limb sometimes if they're running around with those in there. They will fix themselves, pop out, but you know, sometimes we can come in and help that out as well.
0: Do the nutrient requirements change or how should they change? You mentioned having more hay But what are some of your tips maybe to adjust the feed at all during the winter months?
1: The big thing is that quality forage. We really need to make sure they have access. Most horses are going to be somewhere between one5 and 2.5% body weight. Uh, So if we figure an average horse is about 1,000 pounds, we would want to make sure that they have somewhere between 15 and 25 pounds of hay uh, available to them throughout the day. Uh, We don't want it all at once. We know horses do much better having many small meals than one large one or two large ones. Uh, so if we can spread that out, the health of the horse, the health of the GI tract of the horse is going to be a whole lot better for us. Beyond that, again, that clean fresh water is important to us. It's not uncommon that we'll see people add in some grain as just another source of energy or a fat source. Sometimes we'll use something like a rice bran or an oil or, or some other products out there that are commercially available. And then we'll see a lot of people add in just salt, and you can use table salt or a, an agricultural salt. Sometimes an ounce a day just to help drive those thirst centers and make sure they're drinking. Beyond that nutritionally speaking there really isn't a whole lot different and i think more commonly not we probably have more trouble with our horses and sometimes our clients maybe overfeeding and we sometimes end up with horses coming out of the winter being a little heavier than we'd like them to and getting into the spring and then running to problems there so managing them accordingly and not not overfeeding is important too
0: it's really important to keep horses entertained and exercise, but if I don't have an indoor arena to be able to use during the winter, what are some other ways I can keep my horse entertained so it doesn't get bored?
1: The boredom side of things can become a problem for us in that sometimes we'll start to see some destructive behaviors and and just sometimes some mischief just because they are bored and and getting into things that they wouldn't otherwise get into. Testing the fences, testing the gates, and things like that. So I think it is important to to go ahead and and provide those things, not just during the winter, but year-round even for them. Uh, The nice thing, again, most horses are going to eat about 18 hours a day. So, if we can give them small, frequent meals, great. We'll just go ahead and entertain them with food. Uh, there are different commercially available products out there that you can do feeding treats and other things, or feeding products inside of them is one way. Uh, some people will go come in and use uh, slow feeder nets or slow feeding devices. So, it just forces the horse to focus on that nutrition longer throughout the day uh, and gives them not only for the GI health, but also for some of that mental stimulation. We'll see a lot of people use the jolly ball, just sort of a ball or something for the animal to play with uh, while they're in their, their area and move around. Some horses love them and will kick them around and use them and throw them around with their mouth and others never touch it. So just understanding your horse and seeing what they need to do. And then certainly as much exercise as we can get and getting out and doing things and even just spending time with them. Go out and groom. Go out and spend time with your horse. Even though it's miserable and it's cold, they'll enjoy it. It's good for us as well.
0: What are some of the common health issues or ailments that horses can face during- during the winter. Colic poses a larger risk in the winter, especially, but what else should they be aware of?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mention that colic, and, and it's really being driven by the decreased water consumption that leads to more of an impaction or dried out feces in, in the horse forest. So maintaining that's probably the, the first and foremost. Uh, another common one that we're going to probably most common one we're going to see is, is going back to that footing. Uh, our aged population of horses, we're seeing more and more of our horses getting to, to later stages in their life, and potentially having some more arthritic or musculoskeletal little problems that doesn't allow them to get up and down quite as easily. So going back to that quality footing, uh, and hopefully we can avoid some of those technical rescue type of situations where we need to move horses. Uh, The next one that we're going to try to probably see most commonly is going to be respiratory. Uh, And not because it's cold outside, it's because we as people are making choices that maybe aren't as good for them. We'll lock them into the barn, we'll go ahead and maybe this year or last year we didn't get as quite a quality hay, so there's more dust or potentially some mold uh, in that hay that is going to cause some respiratory issues for them. So that access to good ventilation, quality ventilation, making sure we're keeping the, the stalls, if we are using stalls or a barn, keeping it clean and dry, uh, and not running into some of those other irritants that we can get out there. There's always the the risks that we have from just transporting horses and moving horses around some of our viruses and bacterial problems, but that really doesn't go up significantly in the wintertime, other than, again, if we're keeping horses locked into a barn and not allowing them to get out uh, and have some of that fresh air. If our ventilation quality is poor, that can come into play, but that's really not a change.
0: Do you suggest that they put blankets on them during the winter? I know some horse owners do, some horse owners don't. What tips or tricks do you have with that, or other things that maybe they should be doing to help kind of get these horses through the winter?
1: Blanking is you know, is one of those that if you had 10 veterinarians, you'd have 15 opinions about it. And if we had horse owners here, we'd have even more. It's one of those things that's very personal to people, and there's really not a right answer for every situation. Uh, I think we tend to lead to a blanket a little sooner than we need to. And certainly, if we start blanketing, we tend to need to stay with that through the winter and, and, and manage accordingly. Uh, there certainly are horses that either have underlying medical problems or maybe some training situations where we really do need to manage them with blankets because we just can't regulate their temperatures as well as we'd like to. But I think for the vast majority of our horses out here, I think blanketing is probably more of a human need than a horse need and not a wrong thing to do. But we'd probably over blanket a little more than we need to.
0: Are there any new diseases or illnesses that horse owners should be aware of that maybe you've been seeing some cases start to rise that haven't in the past or anything that they should be keeping an eye on throughout the winter to watch for?
1: Uh, in, in relation to winter, new new diseases, no. Uh, there isn't anything that's groundbreaking out there or that we really need to be paying attention to. There are the same problems that we've had around and will continue to be around for us. Strangles or Streptococcus equi, subspecies equi, is one of those communicable bacterial diseases for horses that is a problem. Uh, we have seen more and more of it in this region over the last three years or so. Uh, the numbers have significantly increased, but it's not a new problem. It's just certainly something we'd want to be paying attention to as we're bringing new horses into facilities making sure we're quarantining and managing accordingly. And then influenza and rhino, again, are the common viruses out there. As far as other environmental diseases that can be there for us, the things that we can see, probably the most common one is going to be anaplasmosis, and that is a seasonal from from a tick-borne vector that will pass that on to horses as a a bacteria. And and that one is fairly easily managed. But one of the things I would definitely say is if you notice something wrong with your horse, go ahead and do that physical exam. Go ahead and do some things with them. Take their temperature. Talk to your veterinarian about how to do a poll and a respiration and, and a temperature on your horse. Uh, you know your horse better than we ever will. So if you recognize a problem earlier, it's a lot easier to intervene early and, and get somebody involved than saying, you know, they're just not right today. We'll check them tomorrow or maybe the next day. And then we're farther down the hole by then and, and it's a lot harder to get a, get ahead of it.
0: That was Dr. Howard Ketover, veterinarian at Iron Gate Ecline Clinic. He added that just like it's important that we take extra steps to stay warm and healthy in the winter, it's important to do the same with our horses. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Sebecker.